0: You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. Uh, today's show, we are going to do a, a kind of a free agency roundup, then talk about the lockout. We're also going to uh, expand a little bit on Matt Boyd, because I, I feel like he deserves a little bit more than just uh, whatever, like minute and a half or two minutes I gave him at the end of yesterday's show. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're just going to do a, a everything baseball, just because baseball is about to stop here. As you're listening to this on Thursday, baseball will have come to a halt Uh, with the lockout. So we're gonna we're gonna cover a little bit of the of the lockout and really just all the news no matter how big or small um, that has kind of surfaced over the last 24 hours as you're listening to this the last 48 hours. Um, Yeah so just kind of a a final wrap up on everything that has happened uh, before the lockout starts because we're going to be Uh, heading into that, and we will have no content for a very long time here coming up very shortly. So, welcome back. Happy Thursday. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. You guys know the drill. Um, Okay. Baseball. (laughs) Beautiful game. Run by some, some interesting, interesting is a stupid word, run by some... Uh, no, you know what? They deserve interesting run run by some interesting people, and if you know me, you know how much that pains me to use that word. But I that's what I think of the people that run the game of baseball. They deserve to be described as interesting. Um, I thought it was really cool too. A lot of people were sending me their like Spotify Wrapped. Right, everybody's do post their like uh, yearly review of what they listen to and on Spotify and such and. There's a podcast section. A lot of people were, were sending that uh, Locked On Tigers was in their whatever top five or, or their most listened to or whatever podcast of the year. So thank you guys for supporting. You guys are the best. I love all of you. Um, hope you everybody has a great holiday season and all that. Okay. Let's let's actually get into baseball. Baseball. Great game. Run by interesting people. Um Marcus Stroman to the Cubs. Interesting move. Um, I, it does not surprise me that a team like the Cubs had the money and resources to be able to offer Stroman the contract that he got, which is about $25 million a year over three years with an opt-out after two. So it doesn't, that like that's not surprising, right? Because the Cubs traded everyone on their team away. So they're not they're not really paying anybody. So it, it, it makes sense that they can afford it. But the fit for Strowman is interesting. In his in his believed to be prime, uh, you know, late 20s and early 30s. Um and now he is going to go to a team that is in full rebuild. Now, granted. The Rangers just spent like half over half a billion dollars or committed to spending I should say over half a billion dollars this off season. So I you know that teams have done weirder. But it's an interesting fit in in that sense to me that that and, and I mean more power to them. We wanted the Tigers to spend when when they were going through their full rebuild, we wanted them to spend way more than they were, um, and and that's that's one of the ways you get out of rebuilds, right? One of the big ways you get out of rebuilds is signing people to multiple year deals down the road when you're not paying anybody, and then you just have them for when you're when you start becoming good again when the competitive window uh, opens back up there. In, and I, I guess it's really just the belief that maybe the Cubs are gonna figure it out in in less than four years. Which is that's a hell of a turnaround, right? I mean you're going from you know they 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 pressed the reset button this year. 2021 is when they pressed the reset button and, and traded everyone away. And um I I I guess I mean, money. Uh, you know, we're we're not going to beat around the bush. Money has a lot to do with everything. Um, and if and if they paid the most money, then they paid the most money. But uh, you would think that there would at least be some incentive to winning in there, especially knowing Marcus Stroman and and the uh, the the great. I love Marcus Stroman. The in in my opinion, the great personality that he is. Um, I, I think he's very good for baseball. And, and so you'd think that there'd be a little bit of incentive to to want to win, but and uh, again, money talks. And Chicago's uh, is a is a big market. They're playing for the the one A team in Chicago. At that, he's not he's not. No disrespect to the White Sox, but um, you know the, the Cubs are are very much Chicago's team, and uh, and for the most part. Uh, and, and it, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, his brand will be able to, to grow a little bit. He'll have some incentives there. It's, it's interesting. It's, it's an interesting fit to me. Interesting. Such a bad word. I really am trying to cut that out of my vocabulary straight up. Anytime I say it at at all throughout the day, I, I just go, you gotta be kidding me. I can't believe I said interesting again. Um, it's, it's such a useless word that means nothing. Um, so it, it it is it's just a weird fit to me it's a little wacky um maybe maybe some trade down the road right I I have a hard time believing like the very first trade deadline will be that he'll be trade bait but maybe the second year may, maybe trade deadline of of 2023 he has an opt out after that season and it would be only a year and a half left. You know, maybe, maybe that they could, they could flip him for something. Then I, I, I just find it hard to believe that unless they, the, the Cubs do an all time turnaround that three seasons from now that, that they press reset halfway through 2021. And by, you know, 2024, they are, they are like competing deep into the playoffs again. I I, I just find that hard to believe, but crazier things have certainly happened. Um, uh, the tigers lost 119 in 03 and we're in the world series in 06 so i it, it's it's certainly possible we've seen it ourselves and within our fan base but definitely a uh, an interesting move. interesting gosh definitely a little bit of a weird move uh at first glance roberto perez to the pirates good i mean fine good for him uh got the pirates need a catcher <laughs> they just traded theirs Uh, Jan Gomes to the Cubs also you know they they get Stroman uh, they get Jan Gomes I don't think the Cubs think that they're going to be competitive this year but uh, you know the Gomes deals two years 13 mil that that has trade bait written all over it that has a the kind of a deal that uh, this trade deadline you can say we'll trade you a year and a half of Jan Gomes and so so that's that's kind of my my viewpoint on that one. The Red Sox now. The Red Sox are 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 intriguing to me because they are in on the shortstop market, even though they have one of the best hitting shortstops in baseball, and Xander Bogarts fantastic at the plate. I mean, I mean, one of a kind at the plate. One of one of the best uh, offensively producing that's not even english one of the best i already said it, one of the best offensive catchers catchers i am all over the place i'm so sorry one of the best offensive shortstops in baseball um but not a very good defender whatsoever so i think the belief is they're they're kind of kicking the tires on the shortstop market they were it was believed down to the wire there that it was that javi was either going to be on the Red Sox or on the Tigers, so um, or or the Mets were were obviously in there. So we have they're they're kicking the tires on that market, but also they they very much need starting pitching depth, and they made a couple of moves uh, in since the last time we spoke. James Paxton goes to the Red Sox, one year, ten mil club option for the second year. You had Tommy John. Uh, but is expected to be back and everything, so it's solid. If you if you if you need starting pitching, you can get a Paxton has has pitched very well in the past, but coming off Tommy John, you kind of get a little bit of a quote unquote discount for him. Um, Corey Knable to the Phillies. The Phillies, what was it two years ago, had literally one of the worst bullpens in the history of baseball, and this season. It's fascinating that this year they took a step forward with their bullpen and were still, if you're just going by like bullpen war, was still like in the bottom three bullpens in all of baseball. But that was a big step forward for them because their their 2019 or 2020 um, was was quite literally one of the worst bullpen performances in, in the history of this beautiful sport. So Corey Knable, old friend alert by the way, Tigers legend, Corey Knievel, Um, to the Phillies, solid, sure, I I like that, it's it's not a move that's going to make them, you know, some elite bullpen by any stretch, but anything is going to help that pen, anything is going to make that better, so, right, we'll get into kind of some of the more roundup, Matt Boyd, the lockout, all of that jazz, after I tell y'all about bet online. A-G. BetOnline as you covered all season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to our new desktop or mobile website and sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. But online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Okay, so some more news kind of in and around the league. Uh, Mark Melanson to the Diamondbacks got to be one of the most just random signings I I think of all time as far as player and team two-year 14 mil again rebuilding teams should this is a philosophy I've had for a long time should all sign their players even if it's like like a a small name player that that only is going to make a few million dollars a year right you should sign everybody to a two-year deal. Everyone. And the Tigers did not do that whatsoever in their rebuild, but you sign everybody to a two-year deal. And I know that sounds a little weird and you know, but they're cheap, right? You if if you're if you're in a rebuild, you're not going to spend big money. At least the Tigers certainly didn't. Uh, The Diamondbacks are never going to be a team that's going to unload 300 mil on everybody, especially when they're in a rebuild. If you want to keep your budget small during a rebuild, sign everybody to two years. Because if they have value, right, then you can trade them for a year and a half of that player at the deadline instead of half a year of that player. And we've seen time and time again how much more valuable returns are and how much better prospects you get for a year and a half of a player versus half a year of a player there is an astronomical difference between those two significant I mean look what half a year of JD Martinez got and I know Al Avila everybody has their opinion on Al I have my own opinions on Al and they're not great okay but in in a vacuum when you look at around the league at, at half-year rentals versus year-and-a-half rentals, the year-and-a-half rentals are significantly, it makes such a huge difference when you're talking about returns for trade. So I, I, I urge, and I know my urgency and, and me recommending this means absolutely nothing to any <laughs> baseball person on the planet. But I, I strongly believe that if you believe if you think someone has value and you think that someone could be trade bait when you sign them and you're a rebuilding team, lock them up for for two years. Worst case scenario, they suck, you DFA them. they're not making that much money anyway. you pay them off and and you fill in with wh- whoever you want. There, there, there really is not too much harm. In, in a two-year window when you're rebuilding. So that that's, I, I like this deal, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If, if Melanson can return back to form with, with how he was on, on the Pirates and, and a little bit on the Giants, um, I, I, I think that they could get, when I mean, we saw the reliever market this year, there was some pretty hefty returns for relievers. And if you're talking about a year and a half of a good back-end bullpen piece for a lot of teams, there's a chance you could get quite a decent return so I like that move uh, then we get to some of the big boys we already talked about Stroh um, but Chris Taylor back to the Dodgers after all that after all the speculation there was some speculation about uh, about Seattle there was some on Boston there was some on, on a lot of different teams he ends up back with the Dodgers. Okay, Chris Taylor was someone that for a hot second there I thought might have been the shortstop for the Tigers. Didn't last too long. That thought in my head didn't last too terribly long. Um, but I, he is—he's somebody that is he's somebody thats was, was going to always be cheaper than the shortstops, the other, all the other shortstops on the market, but has the ability to play a really solid shortstop, has a good bat. The thing with Chris Taylor is he can play anywhere. He, he is the ultimate super utility. I mean, I mean he... He can play from center field to first base to shortstop to, to the corner outfield. Uh, I mean, I mean, he can he can really play anywhere. And that's why he had uh, a lot of interest from a lot of different teams this offseason. And so him going back to the Dodgers, the Dodgers haven't really made that big splash that we're accustomed to them making uh, during trade deadlines, during free agency, whatever the Dodgers are, are a team that has... No fear in going over the salary cap, and I or the luxury tax, I should say. There is no salary cap in baseball. Team that has has zero fear of that luxury tax number. So I I think that him going back there a makes sense, but it's good it's good for the Dodgers. I mean they they just lost Corey Seager, right? And and they have they, they that organization is. Run so unbelievably well, man. It is, it is absolutely insane how, how well that organization is run. They have incredible talent, top-end talent at the major league level. They have incredible depth at the major league level. And they have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. It is the prototype for how to build a, a, a competitive and successful organization. They are going to be borderline best record in baseball for a long, long time. So bringing him back, I think, was super vital after they missed out on Seeger, And and they did. So, so good on the Dodgers, I guess. Um, that's it. Then we already talked about Stroman. Uh, and that's kind of Rich Hill back, or not back to, but to the Red Sox, back in reference to the fact that he's from Boston, so back to his hometown. Uh, Nick Martinez to the Padres. Padres going to make another go at it. There's a little bit too much Padres hate on there uh, at the end of the season there when they didn't make the postseason because, you know, they had the big flashy offseason last year and, and brought in so many people in the big trade deadline. They had a horrible injury situation. I, I mean, we're talking about like 50 to hundreds of million dollars sitting on their injured reserve. So I, I, I think the Padres will be fine. They just had a, a brutal luck with injuries this past season. I think assuming health, they will be right back to to how they were kind of in the first 3 or 4 months of the season when they were going gangbusters. and Nick Martinez is a solid pickup. Again, another team that's not afraid to spend uh had a had a very interesting last season, right? He was he was in the uh the Japan one of the Japanese leagues and had a incredible ERA, incredible season. So Uh, Just a a, a solid signing, and and the Padres are not afraid to sign overseas either, Um, signing players from the KBO and such last year. So really fun team, really, really, I I like the move a lot. Um, And then that's kind of it for the move. So that wraps up free agency heading into the lockout, and then we get to the lockout. (laughs) The lockout is coming. It is here. Uh, By the time you're listening to this, it will probably already be in effect the union and the owners met yesterday and it was they they walked out without a deal so it's over it's toast we're heading into a lockout we'll get into some of the stuff that that could happen within the lockout and then we will end on Matthew Boyd praise but first I got to give you guys these messages All right, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. The lockout is here, as we talked about before the break. Uh, very disappointing. Very, uh, I, I uh, disappointing is really the only word that pops into my brain, which is rare. I usually have a lot of words in my head at all times, uh, but that's a different problem. It's 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 just it sucks, man. And, and when billionaires and millionaires fight, like nobody's happy, right? Like we're <laughs> – none, none of us are happy. Everybody, everybody gets upset. And the, the good news is – well, I, I guess this is me trying to portray it as good news – is that neither, team, neither side can, quote-unquote, heavy quotes, just so we're clear, very heavy quotes – Neither side can afford, <laughs> again, heavy quotes on the word "afford," to go into the season. The, the there is I, I will almost bet anything that this does not last so long that the season is is put in jeopardy or cut short or anything like that. Because with with twenty twenty and playing uh, a third of their season, little I guess a little more than a third, but you get the point, Um, of their season in 2020. And then in 2021, the first two months, there wasn't fans in a lot of stadiums unless you're named the Texas Rangers and you just don't care. So neither side wants to cut into the season. But there is so much, dog. There There is so much that they're going to have to iron out. There there are so many issues that they are so far apart on. Like it, I I I am confident that it won't go into the regular season and that we will still play 162 and and we'll still have a spring training, but I I am not confident at all that this thing ends before February. I think we could be seeing a a comfortably. We could be seeing a a Entire month of December, entire month of January, and then we'll see in February. Kind of a situation. They are they are miles apart on so many issues. And I think we're going to dedicate a whole show to that. I, I Probably pretty soon, now that the the lockout is officially going to happen. Um, I, I think it would be kind of cool to go through for an entire show and, and break down every single issue it, it might even take two shows to be honest with you and, and break down every issue that they're in in disagreement on because there is so many and there's no way i'm covering it in this segment so we're going to move on to matthew boyd here in a second but um there i i think that would be a good show i think it would be kind of informative you guys could get my opinion on it i i will say if you are on the owner's side in these negotiations you and i i appreciate your your support of the of my of my show and and I love you to death, um, but we are not going to to see eye to eye on a lot of those issues. And and I, I I think you guys know me well enough by now to to know that I will try to be objective as best as I can. But I am also going to give my opinion because that's what I get paid to do. So um, I, I I'm going to try to walk that fine line of of my opinion, but also informative and also somewhat understanding of both sides just I am I am incredibly pro player in these types of negotiations for all sports so uh that that will be I'm not I'm gonna try to avoid like a narrative or anything to make myself like sound smart or anything like that but I I I think um for the most part I you will you will see when you listen but I think that would be a good show so let me know if if that's a decent idea again we're gonna Content went from an overload of content over the last week, and it's going to just immediately go to zero. And we're going to have no baseball to talk about for, for, by again, by my approximation, at at least a month or two. So I, I think that would be a decent show to, to fill up one of these days here, probably next week. Um, let's get into Matthew Boyd, though. Let's end the show on Matty B. Matthew Boyd non-tendered by the Detroit Tigers. Which puts the tires back at four starting pitchers at the current moment. We talked about that in yesterday's show, so we'll we'll, we'll get that out of the way and move on. We're going to focus on on Matthew Boyd. Uh, Matthew Boyd was acquired in 2015 as part of the David Price trade. Dombrowski, one of his last moves, right? Dave Dombrowski trades David Price. He brings in Daniel Norris and Matthew Boyd, and then pretty much immediately after that trade goes through, he steps away. Daniel Norris did, did, not, um, did not quite live up to what he was believed to be at the time, and Matthew Boyd comfortably exceeded expectations. On the day of the trade, this was a, a deal that most people looked at and thought Matt Boyd was a throw-in of sorts. And Daniel Norris was one of the best left-handed starting pitching prospects in, in all, quite literally all of baseball at the time, right? Daniel Norris has, has his career, and, and if you're listening to this, I assume you, you uh, have followed most of the Daniel Norris experience and kind of the roller coaster that that was. And uh, Matthew Boyd then completely did did the opposite and then and matthew boyd went from like a c-level prospect when we first got him to to a, a guy who was able to to strike a lot of people out and worked his way up and then broke onto the scene and and was pretty respectable he started off a little rocky and then by the first half of 2019 it it seemed like he had really found his groove and he was phenomenal that first half of 2019, Matt Boyd was, was was a dude. He was a dog, and he was striking people out like crazy. Uh, solid. Yeah, I believe his, his ERA in the first half was was sub three five. I want to say or around three five. I mean he was he was having a a really impressive season for a really really bad team. And Alavila, one of the one of the biggest mistakes if not the biggest mistake in the entire avila era was not trading matthew boyd at the 2019 deadline his asking price was reportedly way too high um but he he held on to him and matt boyd became a a fan favorite because he is an absolutely incredible human being one of the best people from from a personal level, one of the best human beings to ever wear an old English D. His foundation does incredible work. I hope that the Tigers continue to support his foundation um, because it is so important to the planet and so important to, to so many people. And I I hope that that Matt Boyd leaving the Tigers does not and the the support that this team or this city will have for that foundation because that is that is a a that that <laughs> there, are, there are very few people that have done as, as much off the field just in regards to his, his work with his uh, him and his wife's foundation as as Matt Boyd and i i hope that we continue to support that i hope the team does i hope the people do like i said um and he he became a fan favorite and he became a a bright spot in an era that was very dark. Uh Matt Matthew Boyd, man. That that 2019 season I, I we talked about how how he he should have been traded and he should have. He he, he objectively should have, but having him on that roster was <laughs> He was the only person, the only person, that when he stepped on the field, on that entire roster, that you were like, "All right, I gotta watch this." You know, like there were other people that that had that for the wrong reasons, like, "Oh, Duel Lugo's up to bat. We gotta we gotta see him strike out." So we could be more upset about the return for J.D. Martinez or or you know Jordan Zimmerman, and and because we have to be upset about uh how, how much we're still paying him like there, there were plenty of people like that for the opposite reasons but especially after that deadline when we traded green and nick he was it man i mean he was it and he was good and his, his second half wasn't quite as good as the first half but he was still comfortably the best player on that horrible team and he he means so much to the city again like how can you not love him, man? Incredible human. Um, was, like I said, was, was, a, a something to watch during an era of Tigers baseball that was borderline unwatchable for so many people and was just straight up unwatchable for most of the general public. But, but Matt Boyd remained and he, he had his, his ups and downs and, and 2020 came and he, uh, he struggled, and and then he got paired with Federer in 2021. And when he was healthy, it's he seemed to to get kind of back in the groove. And then he got hurt again, and it's it's very unfortunate. And he has had a roller coaster of a career. Traded as a prospect, uh, started off slow, was was borderline all star level. Then people, an entire fan base asking him to be traded. Played through that, I mean, I mean, what a what a guy, and I I truly I I felt like he he deserved his flowers and deserved a an, an actual segment talking about him and not just um, not just kind of a, a minute or two blurb there like I did on yesterday's show because he 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 deserves it, man. He deserves it, and and there's still something there. He's not that old. There, there's still something approaching 30 there's there's still something there and some team is is gonna get a hold of him and with the right instruction and the right pitching coach i i i still believe that there's there's something in the tank and and if he's healthy if he can stay healthy i i still think that there's a chance that 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 2019 first half of 2019 form is in there and, and even in 2021, he pitched so differently. Like he was successful, but he struck out way less than he did in, 2020, in 2019. So he's proven that he can pitch in, in, with different strategies and different approaches. I, I love Matthew Boyd, man. I, I really do. And I hope he, he gets a chance with a reasonably competitive ball club and, and has a chance to pitch some meaningful games and, and can reestablish himself and stay healthy. Because nobody deserves it more. So thank you, Matthew Boyd, for for the last, well, since you joined the organization, the last, what, six, seven years now, um, uh, will we'll always be looked at as a highlight in an era with with a ton of lowlights. So I know the whole city of Detroit appreciates you, and more importantly than, than baseball and everything, that... I hope people continue to to support the foundation, and and I hope the the Detroit Tigers organization does. So just wanted to give him a proper send-off because nobody deserves it more. Thank you guys for listening to Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making me your first listen every day. Second episode, who knows what it's going to be about, but it'll be tomorrow. Now make your second listen today, though, Locked On Bets, your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bats, hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. All right, that'll do it for me. Thank you all for riding with me. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. And I will catch you all. Going to therapy is dope, by the way, just for the record. Just just for the record. Got, got some questions about it. I, I, I love supporting therapy. Going to therapy is dope as hell. See you all tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.